to the Innovate Engage podcast brought to you by NEIC Instructional Technology Department. The show where you can hear the innovative and engaging things your colleagues are doing in their classrooms. And now, here are your hosts, Lauren and Gabriel. Welcome to episode six of the Innovate Engage podcast. How are you doing, Lauren? I am doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks a lot for asking, Lauren. Things are a little bit different than they were before, right? Yeah, they're, I feel like they're a lot different these days. Um, I know people can't actually see us, but we are actually recording remotely over Zoom instead of everyone being together in one room. And it's different, but the conversations are still really good. So speaking of conversations, um, we wanted to bring... You guys, teachers who have shown tremendous growth and resilience in our new teaching and learning environment. Yeah, this conversation is actually geared towards elementary, and we have another episode that is geared more towards secondary. We just happen to drop them both the same day. This particular episode is about how distance learning has given some teachers the courage and the time to try things they've never done before, ways to innovate their instruction, to engage and connect with their students remotely. We got to talk to Kristen Foreman, a fabulous teacher at Woodstone Elementary, and Kathy Hurlbert, the Stellar Instructional Technology Specialist, also at Woodstone. This dynamic duo has been collaborating for a while and are continuing their work together through distance learning. Kristen shares how she's gone out of her comfort zone to meet the needs of her students in a virtual setting, while Kathy shares her experiences with distance learning and how she has been by Kristen's side, virtually of course, to assist and provide support to meet the needs of the students as well as the parents. All right, enough of what we have to say about the conversation. Let's actually dive on in to our conversation with Kristen and Kathy. Hi, I'm Kristen Foreman. I graduated from Baylor. I started teaching in uh, 93 at Regency. I then moved to Woodstone. I've taught third grade for 20 years, then I moved up to fifth grade for five years, and this year I'm in second grade. Wow, welcome. And (laughs) Kathy, you you want to introduce yourself to the listeners out there? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Kathy Herbert. I am an instructional technology specialist for the district. I taught for 10-ish years um, here in the district with most of my experience being at Montgomery Elementary. Um, Most of my years were in first grade, but I did do a a brief stint in kinder and third. This is my second year as an instructional technology specialist, and I um, just love to learn and love to help others learn as well. Well, thank you. And and thank you to both of you for joining us on the show. I know there's a lot of elementary teachers out there that are innovating, stepping out of their comfort zones. However, we wanted to showcase the collaboration between you two and what you guys have going on specifically to and how it pertains to distance learning. So what has your distance learning experience been like so far, Kristen, if you don't mind? So surprisingly, it has gone pretty good, um, especially since none of us have ever done anything like this before. It has been challenging to um, find and create activities because I don't want it to be boring for the kids. Um, I'm a perfectionist, so I want everything to be absolutely perfect. And so that's, you know, that's been the challenging um, part so far is just finding activities and creating activities that I like and I hope the kids will like. 
How about for you, Kathy? You're on the other end as an instructional technology specialist. How has this distance learning experience been for you? It has been actually incredibly exciting. Uh, I have been able to uh, just watch teachers evolve and grow um, in light of the situation and the leaps and bounds that they've made and learning how to utilize the tools available to them to innovate and deliver great instruction to kids. It's been really exciting to watch. Nice. And you've done a handful of webinars, haven't you, Kathy? I have done a lot of webinars (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of one-on-one support. So when teachers, you know, the, the webinar, you know, provide the instruction and then they reach out uh, and Kristen, you know, and I have worked one-on-one together a lot to, kind of help her move through the process of, you know, doing what she, uh, creating these things for her students. She patient, she's very patient with me and she does not mind if I'm, you know, sending her a question on a weekend at any time of the day, she will quickly get right back to me and try to help fix the problem or guide me. Yeah. And you've popped into a couple of webinars as well, haven't you, Kristen? At six. Six webinars. You want to kind of elaborate on some of those? Um, I've done the Your Screencastify. I've done the Clickable Learning Boards, I think, two or three times. I've done um, From YAG to YAY. But I have to uh, attend them more than once because each time I pick up one more, you know, detail or I figure out, oh, that's how you do it. So the webinars have been extremely helpful. Yeah, it's kind of like watching a TV show or a movie. The second or third time you watch it, you pick up on those those things that you missed that were kind of like clues to the plot or what have you, or um, foreshadowing, if I'm using my ELAR skills. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, and we would like to thank you as a department for attending those webinars to learn and grow, um, specifically for your students with distance learning. Mm-hmm. We've, I mean, it's been fun for me. Some of them have been overwhelming, but I'm not giving up. I just keep on and I just, when I pick up one little bit and I'll try it that afternoon, you know, while it's still fresh in my mind. If you don't That's use awesome. it, you lose it. Correct. That's so true and so hard sometimes. <laughs> um, so Kristen, I'm curious, how has... Or how have those webinars and distance learning changed the way you view technology integration in your classroom, whether it's online or even a physical classroom? It's a good way to engage the students and have them display their work because they're proud to, you know, see that their work is done. It's also easy um, for me to figure out whether they understand the skill, whether they don't. They really don't have to do a long you know, assignment for me to know for sure whether they are, you know, comfortable with the skill and understand it. So it's in the past, um, I've always gotten stressed doing technology and using computers in the classroom, um, even the baby ones. But I, through, through all of this, I think I will start to use it definitely more than I have in the past. That's I've always awesome. had to. I've always had to have um, our librarian with me, working through everything, and I've been her assistant. Kathy was like uh, the computer teacher at the beginning of the year, and I was her assistant in the classroom. So <laughs> I'm I moving love- away from being an assistant. 
I love that. I love that, that mindset that you're like, you were okay with coming in in an assistant role, but you are, you're not necessarily content to stay there. Like you're taking what you know, and you're slowly stepping into that leadership role. And I think that's so key. You know, a lot of times when teachers work with their instructional technology specialists, it's almost as if they feel um, like it has to look a certain way. You know, it has to fit a certain mold. Maybe they think that the, the ITS is just going to help them um, up until a certain point and then just be like, okay, go do it by yourself. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to work that way. So I, I like that you showcased or, or that you, you talked about um, the way that you guys have worked together in the past and how the roles are kind of not necessarily reversing, but you're slowly <laughs> stepping more into um, the ownership of, of the lessons and, and the technology, which is awesome. And like you said, it's a really great way to make sure that your kids are engaged from the get-go and that every student has an opportunity to have their voice heard. And that's huge. Now, you, you did mention that you were a little bit nervous and hesitant to do some of these things. Um, and with your specific grade level, you're doing Seesaw, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, Kathy, how have you kind of helped ease some of that nervousness with uh, Kristen and maybe some of the other teachers? Because it's it's pretty obvious that you guys do have a relationship. And within that relationship, there needs to be a lot of trust, which we can definitely see uh, and hear, more importantly. But how have you kind of helped ease that that way? It's not me going in there on my own. It's let's do this together. I think, you, like you mentioned, the relationship piece is key. And, you know, like helping helping teachers that I work with to feel that, like I'm here with them every step of the way. So it's there's no dumb questions. You know, there's nothing that you can really mess up that can't be fixed. Um, and I'm here to kind of hold your hand and help you walk through and support you as you're, you know, learning new things. And Kristen and I, I have had some great conversations about as she's learning new things, it's hard. And, and she's, you know struggling sometimes and so we've had a lot of conversations about it's productive struggle like it's okay you get faster you get better but this is the same position that your students are in in the classroom when they're learning new things it's you know it's difficult it feels awkward but you get better and faster with practice and you know really just trying to support her and, and other teachers that I'm working with through that process that it's okay to learn and stretch and and sometimes it's it's a little uncomfortable along the way but it's it gets better Yes, yeah, she, and she has helped me. I can uh, now create a clickable learning board um, activity in like two hours <clears throat> instead of three hours or three and a half, which was the first one I did, and it was a nightmare just because it's, you know, all new for me. So I am making them in a much, you know, quicker time now. So one of the things Kristen and I have worked on um, after a training that she took with me is uh, clickable learning boards, which essentially is just a um, way to pack a little bit more content into what we're delivering to students. So um, the training focused on, you know, using Google Slides and embedding different content into those slides and then adding uh, that as the instructional piece within a Seesaw activity. So Kristen has just kind of run with it and, um, you know, I showed her how to use the tools, how to create these things, but she's taken the content, you know, which she's 
the specialist of in her grade level and really run with it and develop some great things for her students to uh, learn from. Awesome. Now, how has that impacted the students? Like we talked about you and how this is, uh, how you have kind of delved into the world of these uh, clickable learning boards and taking your, your platform to Seesaw as your primary platform to house these assignments and that what's the student impact like what what can you talk about as far as the students responding to the activities and that most most students are um, completing all of the activities and doing a really good job with it um, so I guess they enjoy it since I'm getting all of the um, assignments back I do think this will help them next year because they will be confident with how to do you know, activities on Seesaw, and it won't be as hard to get started next year. You know, the teachers can assign an activity and they'll know it'll be much easier for them to complete things. But I mean, mine have completed the work so far. That's awesome. It'll be next week, the next two weeks, where they really get the nonfiction biography um, learning boards with a lot of work involved. So we'll see how they do with that. When you say a lot more work. <laughs> well, there are going to be questions on each page that they're going to have to answer and then an assignment at the end. But there, it's, there's going to be more interaction with them while they're reading the story and listening to me read the story to them. That's perfect. And as a parent, I thank you for that stuff because there's nothing better than seeing your child at home interact with the work as opposed to just filling out a form or Mm -hmm. doing this, that, and the other. So Mm -hmm. I tip my hat to you as a parent and as an educator. And I think it will also, it could hopefully help the parent see how you should go about reading a book and the types of questions you ask. And it's not a difficult, you know, thing to do to ask questions throughout a story. But if parents, you know, have never heard those types of questions, they would think it's difficult, but it really isn't, especially with the, you know, easy little questions I put to the side just for them to stop and think about what they're reading to make sure they understand. That's awesome. I really, yeah, I I can really resonate with that. I used to, when I uh, taught math, I was flipping my classroom. I ran a flipped classroom and it was extremely beneficial to the students, but one of the benefits that I didn't anticipate was the benefit of the parents. They would come to me and say, oh, now I see how you're teaching the math, and now I know how to teach or how to help my students. And so what you're saying reminds me of that. You know, things are really different now than they were when a lot of our students' parents were in school. And so while they may understand how to read and they may they may understand certain things just the process is being taught differently and they don't understand how to help their student you know a lot of times kids like parents will try to help their kids and and the kids are like no that's not how we do it and and then the parents don't know okay well then how do we do it so what you're saying there where they can see your process is so helpful and i love that when I would have been doing this earlier, if I would have been, you know, more comfortable with these learning boards, but you know, the, the last three weeks of school, they'll, <laughs> they'll see these types of boards. I think we should celebrate the fact that you're doing it period. You know, it's okay that you were not comfortable before and it's okay that you're moving at your own pace, you know, like 
you're still, you're still open to learning and growing and trying new things because you know, it's what's best for your kids. And so I think, I think we celebrate the fact that you're there and you're ready now, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I keep showing them to my mom. I keep taking pictures and sending them like, look at this, look at this. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost 50 and I'm acting like I'm, you know, 14. <laughs> so Kristen, how will this change the way you teach in your physical classroom when you are able to go back? I will definitely uh, feel more confident using technology in the room and I won't feel like I need to have somebody in there to, you know, help me survive through that hour long with the technology. Um, with the seesaw activities, I am um, so excited to see what I can do and I'm always taking pictures and sending them um, to my mom just to see, look at this, your daughter, you know, has done this and which she knows is amazing since I'm not the normal technology person. <laughs> yeah, I think next year, like, Maybe I will be using more of the seesaw activities as homework um, instead of in classroom. I mean, I can do it in classroom, but also send it home as homework. I mean, that might be a good way to do, to do that because it would be, you know, homework. However, it's fun homework and not take your paper and pencil home since not all the children do Homework. So Kathy, um, do you have anything to add to that about how this might look when we're back in physical classrooms? What's what might be the same and what might be different? Absolutely. So right now, teachers are delivering content through, um, you know, the technology with Seesaw and, and whatever vehicle they're using. And I think that because of that, they're developing a lot of competency and, and comfort with being able to utilize the tools. Um, to you know have students demonstrate their learning so as we move back into the physical classroom seesaw is going to be carrying out the ability for students to continue to use activities at home and i am hopeful that it will provide a you know engaging way for students to uh, do homework so instead of just taking a packet home uh, to do homework at home they can have some more engaging ways to interact with content at home through seesaw I also think the parents will feel more comfortable with it now that they've, the majority of the parents have been, you know, have had their children doing this uh, online. I think it'll help with the parents next year to where if we send a homework assignment home on the computer, the parents aren't going to be, you know, I don't know what to do. And so they'll be more comfortable helping um, their child out and they'll know where to go or how to get on Seesaw. I think just all of this has been a great practice for both teachers, children, and the parents. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting so and nice that the students will not have to learn how to navigate Seesaw or whatever platform they're using. They'll be able to just dive right in. So that first, I mean, the right. first couple of weeks of school, when you're starting getting, to, you're getting students to log in for the first time um, or, you know, the, for the first time since May and they've forgotten their pad, their student IDs or their passwords or what have you, and how to get to Seesaw and how to access their launch pad, that's done. It's, you know, they, they've memorized mm -hmm. it. They're doing it. We are on officially on week six, right? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is officially a week that's six. Crazy. You know, they say that after 21 days, something becomes a habit. Well, I'm pretty sure that 
you know, navigating to whatever platform you are using, both as a student, parent, or teacher, it's ingrained in us already. So we, we've officially learned that and it's almost become muscle memory for us. So that part of the equation is gone. And now you can actually focus on content, relevant content, activities, and true, to, to true integration within your curriculum. You know, I just, I just, just to like throw this out there, like I think previous to distance learning, a lot of teachers looked at technology as an extra thing to do in the classroom. And I think this, this has really brought to light how it supports instruction. And so that's, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I think that teachers are going to go back to the classroom with that it's not an extra, it's how, you know, how we go about instruction and, and delivering content. Yes, for sure. I absolutely agree. All right, Kristen, we have a golden question for you now. There are listeners out there who have probably never done this, probably felt, or I'm sorry, feel the same way you felt and are a little bit nervous to dive in. What information or what would you suggest for those teachers to do right now as far as technology integration and trying something new? To uh, do the webinar classes, have a positive attitude, and just try. And it's okay if it doesn't work. Uh, I've had plenty of those moments, but don't give up. Don't give up, and just keep on, keep on trying. And it will pay off in the end. And we all know that our instructional technology specialists are so welcome and ready to help us. And they're patient. They want us to do new things and try new things that they're spending time, you know, teaching us to do. So definitely um, ask your specialist if you have any questions, ask and they will absolutely help. That we will, right, Kathy? Yes. And I'm so very proud of you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen and Kathy, for being on our, our podcast. Um, I, I think I speak for Gabriel and myself when I say that we both really enjoyed this conversation. Um, you both had a lot of really great things to say, and I think that this conversation is going to bring a lot of value to the table to other teachers um, and hopefully will inspire others to try new things, even if it's out of their comfort zone, even if it's something new and scary you know, your instructional technology specialist is there to support you and walk you through it. So I love, love, love the conversation we had today. Thank you so much for your willingness to try new things and to be on our podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And as a department, as a whole, I think I speak for us all when we say thank you for attending our webinars, attending them multiple times, not just for teacher choice hours, but because you truly wanted to to better your craft for student impact, student growth, and true, true engagement. So we thank you for that. Thank you. Absolutely. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? How'd you like that one? These conversations have been so good. One great thing about being an instructional technology specialist is the ability to see firsthand how teachers are really stepping up their game and improving their craft in ways they were hesitant to try before. Kristen and Kathy are just one example of the many teacher ITS duos that are doing great things together for their students. And we just wanna let you know, we see the time and effort you are putting into learning new skills to create engaging distance learning lessons for your students. Y'all are meeting the academic, social, and emotional needs of those kids during these uncertain times, and we just want to say thank you. 
Continue being great and collaborating with your instructional technology specialists to keep innovating instruction and engaging our students. And be sure to catch part one, which is actually episode five, where we talk to teacher Rebecca Clark and ITS Lauren Snyder. Hey, that's you. Hey. About distance learning and secondary. Stay safe, keep learning, and don't forget to take care of yourselves. Catch you next time. Bye, guys.